We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 292. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the pattern change next week. We're, uh, I don't know. I've seen graphics. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, we're going to get in the nuts and bolts of that in a little bit. <laughs> but meanwhile, uh, it's been kind of nice out there. It's nice out right now. It's great. I just got back from playing disc golf. Did uh, you? Yeah. Today's not my day. I, I. It's a beautiful day. Well, I, I lost one of my favorite Halloween discs in the North Pond at Eicherman, and I'm very depressed. How many discs are in that pond? Fifty, sixty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we have what's called uh, we call them disc divers, and yeah. two or three times a year, there's a group of guys that go out there and they take their snorkel stuff. And the thing you do, if you're a disc golf player, you write your name and number in there. And let me tell you, it's a good community. I, They will text, and I have picked up many of the discs that I have lost there before. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, But one of my disc diver friends is not here right now. Mm. And so I, I texted him and said, when you get back, you got to go get this thing. Anyway, what have you been doing? Uh, working. That's right. <laughs> How's crowds? They're there. You know, well, of course, the weekends are worse. This, oh, yeah. this week's going to be crazy coming up. Yeah, this is the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah. See, a lot of schools are out all week. Not here, but like Oklahoma, so they're going to be here. They're oh, be okay. Full. All the Canadians will come. You know, that's right. Yeah. You know, the Hughes always have a, 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 a show at 10 o'clock on Thanksgiving morning, and we're basically sold out every time. Yeah. And it's full of Canadians. Pretty crazy. <laughs> I, think, I think it's their, uh, what is it, their... Not New Year. It's it's some some. They know to come because it's our Thanksgiving and it's not for them. Yeah, but but it's something for them. I can't remember what it is. It's some special day for them. It's not. I want to say New Year. It's not New Year. I know that Boxing Day for them is the day after Christmas. Boxing Day. It's okay. not here. It's not in November. I think they just know. I think they uh, <laughs> got it down to a science. They, when they, they figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, nowadays. You know, Silver Dollar City's open, more shows are, I mean, they're all open. I mean, a lot of times families or whoever will just, even Americans come to Branson on Thanksgiving now. It didn't used to be that way. I know, it's getting getting crazy. And I think the Hughes uh, added a Christmas Day show, and I'm mm. like, are you kidding me? Yep, that's, I, what it's, that's what it's going to. Wow. Well, I'm good, I'm just subbing there now, but... <laughs> Anyway, the, the weather has been, we've been a little bit above average. The average uh, high for today is, uh, according to Springfield, is 58 and the low 37. I added a degree or two to that, so let's say roughly 60. Uh, next week, uh, third week in November, 55 and 34. 
Mm-hmm. We are falling about two to three degrees per week, and we're, yeah, just going right on down. It kind of goes with the uh, sunrise, sunset. It changes so much right now. It's it's really, it's almost five o'clock now. Of course, the time change, but. I still can't get used to it. I, we talked last I week about my mom, and I just can't get used to it. it it's We are well above average right now. Ooh. What's, what's 66.2. Oh, nice. So. Let me see. I'm trying to figure out what the, uh, well, I figured that out a little bit later. Uh, yeah. I mean, we got some things coming up, uh, weather wise. So, um, I've been seeing different things, but I want to see what you're seeing right now. So let's get to your model minute. Model minute, model minute. What do they say? It's the model minute. Yeah. So, what's what's going? I got a few things to ask because next week's Thanksgiving. So, what do we got coming up? Just give me the whole picture. We got turkey. Okay. Got Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Nice. I'm trying to bring up. I'm just gonna start with the thermals, but my phone doesn't want to oblige. Oh I don't no! Know what's going on, on my phone? Uh oh. But uh, it's probably the glue I have all over my hands because I was <laughs> doing some projects. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not picking up your... <laughs> That's funny. So I don't know what's going on with that. Well, Let's start start with the temps. Okay. Shall we? Yes. All right. Well, what I like to look for are uh, reds, whites, and, and blues mm. on here. Yeah, very patriotic. Yeah. Yes. We're above average. Got a little front come through on the uh, 17th. Oh, it's about Friday. Friday. Okay. Thursday, Friday-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, not stupid cold or anything like that. But uh, toward the end of the month, those blues get a little closer, get a little closer, and boom, we're blue, we're white, we're purple. Uh, what? Let's see here. I'm trying to find the right frame here. We're going to zoom in, see what it says here. Yeah. And it... I'm not liking the sound of this. <sighs> Looks like the teens, possibly. Well, we've been in teens before, once. Once. November 1st, that's an evening of Halloween. Well, this has Northwest Arkansas in the single digits. Oh, no, 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 no. Us about 15-ish. Okay, now when is this? What are you looking at? This is not until uh, the 28th. This is five days after Thanksgiving. This is the end oh, of the Oh, you're way loop. out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's something to watch out for. Yeah. Because... Uh, you know, it looks like we are going to be in the next week or so below average, just a smidgen. Okay. Just a smidgen. So mid 50s, maybe? Not stupid cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. 40s, 50s, 40s, 50s. Okay. It's right about there. 40, well, for, yeah, because if we're, if our normal highs, well, yeah, next week would be 55. So. As the average high. So. I mean, we get a little bit of 30s mixed in there, too. Mm-hmm. But that's to be expected, right? I call that. I mean, well, that's I mean, normal to me. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go up and down. I mean, these averages are just, you know, we'll go, we're going to be on either side of them. Okay, well, Ooh. it's not going to be too bad until, you know, if this thing holds together at the end. That's kind of interesting. We're Ooh. talking highs in the... So you're talking after Thanksgiving. So really the pattern yeah. change wouldn't be until actually two weeks from now. I well, title it wrong. 
for that. I mean, it's going to get cooler. I mean, it's not going to so be 66. But it's not supposed to be, right? No. It's supposed to be in the 50s. I would Ooh. say, when is Thanksgiving? About nine days away? Yep. Yeah, yep. it's the 23rd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is what the graphics are talking about that I've been seeing then. That's about 12 days away. Oh. So, so we I've could have a cold Thanksgiving. Did you see the graphics from the National Weather Service? They've been posting, kind of warning us about the cold snap coming up. They well, posted I one this saw, morning, I think. It, 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 like where the the tend outlook later on with yeah, the blue that, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but I, and, and above. It had like maybe possibly above average precept, which you'll get to that in a minute. But um, Well, if, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's hey, bring that up, shall I, we? I looked at models yesterday. I have not seen them today, so I'm kind of kind of scared. The GFS was kind of making me nervous yeah. yesterday. Or whenever I texted you. Yesterday or the day before, I don't know, but it's like, meh. Okay, let's bring that up, shall we? Oh, gosh. I mean, we're still in fall. My phone just isn't happening right now. Oh. There it is. Okay. Now... Let's talk short term first, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's it's go. It's dry short. right now, right? Oh, it's Man, beautiful. My cave now. is so dry. I mean, there's no dampness at all in that thing, and it needs to be wet. Wow. But nothing. So, got a little disturbance coming through, possibly on the twentieth. Yeah, about the twentieth. Maybe so about Sunday or something. It's nothing big. The the the. Might be uh, stormy down in uh, southern Arkansas, maybe the northern Texas, southern Arkansas, southern Oklahoma area rain oh, okay. here, and it's not looking stupid. Okay, or good. Like that, but that's really it until this big disturbance thing comes through. Ooh, and it's not that big of a deal. I mean, precipitation wise, but we are okay. Good, we are in the blue for some snow. Northern Arkansas, north central Arkansas looks. Uh, to get the brunt of this, if the models, you know, verify. oh, is it, is it that tip, uh, typical thing where the the north side of the low is going to be the on the cold side is going to be the snow? Is that well, that's what it looks kind like? Kind of okay, but it doesn't have any rain here. It has all snow because all the rain is going to be down in Arkansas. And this is when this is the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, same okay, same time is... that. That big cold thing. We kept oh, using gosh. the term master blaster earlier with this system. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the temperatures are. The temperatures would be going into that, but a lot warmer. I mean, if we could drop down in the single digits, yeah, that's that's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This time of year, yes. But it's also not unheard of either. Yeah. So I'm really curious next week to see what this... Because I've been following the GFS. It's been kind of going back and forth. I'll tell you this. This week, last year, we had some frozen precipitation here. Not a lot, but we did have it. We did record it because nice. I was looking at our memories the other day. So, this is the first chance of frozen precipitation for this winter year. It looks like it's, I mean, it's so far out there, we can't really put too much weight on it, but yeah. it's there. Well, like we say, let's follow the this trend. Is what the models are for, right? Right. We're following the trend, and, uh, and and this isn't the first run of this either. Oh gosh, you know, is that two hundred forty hours out? Because the the Canadian will start latching onto it if we're there. Uh, that, that's we are ten days. Not quite. Okay. 
Yeah, so I usually follow the GFS as a trend, but then when we get to 10 days, then the, the Canadian will start latching in on it. About 300 hours out. Oh, yeah. That's only a trend. And we say yeah. this every single time. What Corey's saying is not a forecast. It's a trend. It's eye candy right now. I don't know what kind of candy this would be. <laughs> Jeez. So that would be a Monday. All right. Because we're almost to December. GFS can, is almost out to December now. Or it may be right at December. Um, yeah. And we all know what well, December is. The 30th. Yes. Yep. This goes to the 30th. I don't see anything on the 30th. But, uh, okay. Yeah, it's something worth watching. I mean, that could, yeah. That Those things can shift within days of it hitting. You know, we they don't know where it, when it's exactly. going to come on shore, where that thing's going to go. Well, that's and, just a guess. And in the AFD, they're also talking about, you know, there's such a wide, vast spread in the models at this point. They have really low confidence in anything. Now, that's usually like 10 days out. But, you know, we're looking at something, what, 12, yeah. 14? I mean, it's the 14th today. It could so. be a catastrophe. It could be 75 degrees. I'll take that. I don't know. I don't think it's going to do that. <laughs> I would be nice. No, but you know what? We've had those those uh, temperatures down in the teens and the twenties. You know, it was like end of the pollen season. Well, guess what? You surprised me. Was it last week? And you said there's mm-hmm. a little little ragweed out there. There was a little. Maybe it woke up. I think it did because I I'm not going. to... I mean, the actual section is retired, but right. I did check pollen.com. Low ragweed, and on Thursday, it's a four out of twelve. Interesting. So I wonder yeah. how it, how that works. Yeah, because usually we got a hard freeze. A, a, at least a couple, you know, and that's supposed to kill everything. And then it's maybe it's maybe it's more. But that was when it was warm, warm. Remember that eighty six degree. We got eighty six degrees a week ago. Well, not even a week ago. Thursday. Oh yeah, that's true. We hit the monthly high for November. <laughs> Yeah, but the Thursday. monthly low for November was November yeah, yeah, yeah. 1st and 17. That's what, I don't know. It could be uh, mutating. That's what the word I How was resilient about. is ragweed? Oh, that's a good question. Hey, oh. if you know the answer to that, email us at stormdarweather. Uh, no. It, Maybe it just went to sleep. Yeah. Woke back up a little bit. I would say Ooh. it's pretty much done because it's usually done by now anyway, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. First of yeah. November, I mean, I'm still taking my antihistamine because if I forgot, I thought, yeah, that's all over with. And then as soon, the day after that I stopped that, I started itching and mm. snot just flowing everywhere. It's like, no. So it's it's still out there, guys. Um, but, but we're not supposed to be 86.4 like we were Thursday. Yeah, that was crazy. That's almost 90. It's not supposed to do that. I mean, I felt like hitting the pool, you know? It was cool. Now, Springfield broke a record. Yeah. Uh, A couple days mm -hmm. they did last week. Yeah, and I saw that. And people were asking us, you know, I wish Branson would be an official uh, reporting station because we don't have records here, you know? Um, No. The the only records we have are the ones we've been taking for... when When did we erect the... Weather station was that four years? That's four years ago, wasn't it? Um, November, to, yeah. So we're getting ready like to do our four year, yeah, November 2019. Because I had a template that I had set up, and every time I open up the template, it says November 2019 on it. Okay. So, I, so I think that makes we, about that makes sense. But I think we started actually recording it in October. 
I'm, I'm almost positive it's October. Right. Like that. Anyway, so, but that doesn't do the ragweed. So I'm really curious, you know, when's this ragweed going away? Because I've talked to other people that's had some some issues. I think it's I think it's gone. It's about, yeah, it's about dumb. I'm going to keep taking that pill until yeah. I don't do that anymore. Uh, let's get to the tropics. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. Yeah, I thought we were about done, but... You thought wrong. I thought wrong. And you were clicking the, what is it, that seven-day projection i was looking at the two day and there was nothing there mm. and then there, there's a seven day you click and then it started highlighting an area it was yellow and then you texted me yesterday and it went to orange yeah i mean there's some there's an actual disturbance down there they're kind of watching so yeah i mean it said uh the texas disorganized area of showers and thunderstorms over the southwest caribbean a tropical depression is likely to form toward the end of the week and they're saying, which I thought this was interesting, Cuba, Haiti, Jamaica, the Dominican Republic, and the southeastern Bahamas need to monitor. So I'm thinking, okay. I, I'm just curious what the water temperatures are now down there. Ooh, Good question. Yeah. I mean, if they were like way exceedingly warm, I'm sure they're still warm. <laughs> I'm sure they are. And yeah, so if anything develops, it's going to take off. But head north. And I've been seeing that on the tail end of the GFS, trying to bring something up Florida and around there. But I haven't paid much attention to it because sometimes it'll do it, sometimes it won't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we could we could still be, you know, looking at something. I mean, tropical systems can form any time of the year. Yeah. I mean, we've had, what, something in January, I think, uh, somewhere. Well, we've had early ones and we've had late ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But the end of end of the season officially ends at... But the question is, what? those January tropical systems that actually get named, they don't get named the new names for 2024, do they? Because hurricane season doesn't actually start till May or June, June yeah. depending on where you're at. There was a big thing about that. I wasn't sure. Yeah, because they had to change something. Didn't they? One time, they because they went back in records and realized something, I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. It doesn't go by the actual year, I don't think. Okay, but so it should. You'd think that's because what I would think. Remember Hurricane <laughs> blah blah of twenty twenty four. Yeah, I don't know. Blah blah. That's the new it, B name when we go there. Hurricane blah blah. No, that's the new winter storm coming. <laughs> oh, let's not even go there. In November. Uh, <laughs> gosh, they're already doing winter it. storm blah blah. Uh, <laughs> blah blah blah. That's what I hear when that's they start. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. Actually, the first thing I look at is like, stop. That's the first thing I just say, stop. I don't know. Uh, anyway, we're getting ready to go into winter, especially with uh, what Corey possibly was seeing coming up on the GFS. So this weather school is all about winter product consolidation. It's, uh, you know, we, we've had some things different. We don't have a, a, a sleet advisory anymore. Remember that? Uh, my favorite was the Traveler's Advisory, and you know, not do that. We Some don't have that. Still do that. They do. Travis does. Well, travel I mean, advisory. But, instead of a winter weather advisory, he still calls it travel advisory. He does. Well, I mean, that makes sense because it's not official. I anymore. like it better. It makes travel more advisory. Sense. Yeah, yeah, makes more sense. It's more direct. It tells me I shouldn't travel. Winter weather advisory. People are expecting snow and schools out. That's no, what I'm travel thinking. advisory is. Exactly what it sounds Don't like. Don't get on the road. It's not going to be stupid. 
but it's you know it could be a little dicey out there. Could be a little slick. Yeah. I I don't know. They've consolidated everything together. I'm more of a specifics person. You know. The, the sleet advisory, whatever. Freezing rain advisory, okay, well, that would be a precursor to an ice storm. That's just the way I look at it. But no, it's a winter weather advisory. I don't know. Anyway, but this weather school is all about how they have done that and what they've put in what category and how confusing it all is. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A winter weather advisory has just been issued for our area. Are we going to get snow or ice or what? I'm sure some of you are old enough to remember a winter weather product called the Travel Advisory. This product was issued when snow or ice would make travel difficult and obviously people were advised not to be out on the road. Remember the freezing rain advisory or the heavy snow warning? Pretty simple and self-explanatory into what the public should be aware of regarding impending winter weather. But in late 2018, the National Weather Service launched a program into which they would begin to consolidate several winter weather products into a more general presentation. For example, the freezing rain advisory was moved into the umbrella of a winter weather advisory. The heavy snow warning was moved into the winter storm warning, and the blizzard watch was moved into the winter storm watch. Other older products that were consolidated into the winter weather advisory are the snow advisory, the snow and blowing snow advisory, and the sleet advisory. That's a lot of advisories. But in order to see what the primary hazard is, you would have to read the text provided in the product description. A winter weather advisory now can mean either snowfall from 1 to 3 inches or a minor ice event, both of which could create travel difficulties. A winter storm watch could mean expected snowfall of greater than 4 inches, but if there's going to be strong winds, then it may develop into a blizzard. But you wouldn't know that unless you read the text in the description. The warning products have remained basically the same. A winter storm warning for heavy snowfall with or without ice. An ice storm warning for significant ice accretion. And the blizzard warning for high winds, snow, very cold temperatures, and whiteout conditions. For areas who experience lake effect snow, like the Great Lakes regions, the lake effect snow advisory is now under the umbrella of the winter weather advisory. The lake effect snow watch is under the winter storm watch, and the lake effect snow warning is now under the winter storm warning. 
Approximately 21% of all auto accidents are weather-related with 1.2 million weather-related crashes per year. Variable speeds are a common source of accidents, especially multi-vehicle accidents. Annually, weather-related accidents result in around 5,000 deaths and more than 418,000 injuries. Estimated costs of these weather-related incidents are over $5 billion in property damage, over $3 billion for medical care, and over $8 billion for lost productivity. Even though there's a lot of product consolidation, a new product has been developed by the National Weather Service, and it is called the Snow Squall Warning. Its description is, a short-lived burst of heavy snowfall resulting in a rapid onset of near-zero visibilities and slick roads and often accompanied by gusty winds with the intensity similar to short-term blizzard. Snow squalls generally last roughly between one and three hours. Snow squalls are responsible for many significant chain reaction accidents, These accidents occur as drivers quickly go down clear and dry conditions to whiteout conditions. And this is basically a daytime phenomena. The snow squall warning is also used for plunging temperatures and gusty winds behind cold fronts sufficient to produce flash freezes and blowing snow. Personally, I agree that some of the archaic advisories should be consolidated but I think the freezing rain advisory would have more public awareness and clarity if it were still in operation. The main objective of this entire consolidation effort is to make it easier for the public to understand if roads could get icy or a mammoth snowstorm is on the way. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, and then they just throw that snow squall warning in there, and that screws everything up. We haven't had one of those yet here. No, that'd be fun, though. It would be neat. <laughs> I'd be out recording that for sure. Hey, they've had them up on uh, I-70. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I don't know if they've had one 44. Um, yeah, you can delve into it. I mean, it's, it's a short-lived blizzard. <laughs> I mean, kind of like it's just snow and wind just bam, just really fast. Something I, I need to research. I remember we've talked about this years ago on the podcast that the National Weather Service was going to get rid of a lot of their advisories in the future. Well, that future number was 2024. Haven't ha- heard anything about it lately, but that's when they were supposed to change some of their uh, warning, watch warnings and advisory criteria for, for everything. So probably hmm. ought to research that soon and see what if that's still a thing. Well, I, wa- I know one thing, which is part of the in other news, getting to that, they have changed the criteria for winter storm warnings across the U.S. Hmm. Now... Uh, Granted, what they used to have is, if you think about it, if you're used to winter weather, like, let's say Buffalo, New York, a winter storm warning could be issued when you're getting 20 inches of snow. 
Or if you're in te- southern Texas, like Houston, where you're not used to you know snow, a winter storm warning could be issued when you get three inches, you know, or two inches of snow, just to, because mm-hmm. those, those people don't know. Um, I've got a map here of the new criteria. It doesn't look uh, too different. I mean, it doesn't change for us. For us in southwest Missouri, in our county warning area, uh, we're considered the central regional headquarters. Uh, now, when you get down in Oklahoma and Arkansas, they are part of the southern regional headquarters, or SRH. Um, so their their criteria is different. But for us here in the Branson, Springfield, Joplin area, a winter storm warning will be issued if we're getting an excess of four inches of snow. That's going to disrupt. Now, uh, I'm looking down in... Uh, on the map, the map's kind of small, but I'm looking down in northern Arkansas. It looks like maybe three inches if it's more. Uh, uh, if you get up in South Dakota, North Dakota, seven inches, uh, it would would qualify that. You can see that it's all over the place. This one's on Fox Weather. Uh, you can just you know, or you can Google it. It you can find it anywhere. The new criteria, uh, what they're saying. An example for Tennessee would be the the amount of snow would need to fall for a winter storm is is three inches, whereas the color for the often snowy Wasatch Mountains, and this is in northern Utah, the threshold would be at eighteen inches. So uh, it's adjusted, but again, we don't have to worry about it here in Southwest Missouri. So that's that's nope. that one. Um, uh, some more, I got some more stuff in other news. Uh, the uh, I got lots of stuff actually. Um, the atmospheric river. Uh, an atmospheric river. It says the first atmospheric river storm of the season is going to be moving into California next week. Now, what that is, it's like kind of like the what is it? The Pineapple Express. It's just a a bunch of just rain. It's going to inundate uh, there at uh, what this is. This one is from CNN. It says a major pattern change is set to deliver California's first atmospheric river the season next week. Significant rain and snow is in the forecast for the Golden State. State while damp, dreary days are ahead for parts of the West as signs of here we go El Nino's influence. So this is the first thing where they have actually stated that El Nino is starting to affect now. Um, so, I keep hearing that term super El Nino this week. Oh, I've never heard that. I have. Where you been hearing that? Another weather On channel my iPhone. Crap. Really? Yeah. Just, uh, what is their alerts. definition of super El Nino? I don't know. It's hoping you would know. I'm guessing it's a bigger, uh, more powerful El Nino. Because- faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do I need? A kryptonite or yeah, whatever is that? Maybe <laughs> I, so. I don't know. <laughs> maybe so. Well, we've had them much stronger than this, so that's why I'm trying to figure out: well, is this a new classification? I think this is the blah blah. El Nino. With the with the data they're seeing right now, they're thinking it could worsen really fast. And I don't know. You mean bomb out like bombogenesis? Well, I don't know about El Nino. That. <laughs> that would be scary. I think. Wow. The whole El Nino would bomb out. Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to actually write that down super because I I have not I have not heard that. That'd be something for next week's podcast. We'll do that. So, so I, I looked up this uh, advisory criteria thing uh, from the National Weather Service, mm-hmm. and they just put out a revamp progress article about how they're revamping it. It was supposed to be in 2024. Let's see what they have to say. Okay. The National Weather Service will remove the advisory headline from its watch warning and advisory system in 
favor of plain language headlines. Additionally, the special weather statement headline will be removed and transitioned to plain language. Now, this came out in 2021. This is how I remember, because I remember the 2024 is when this was supposed to happen. But uh, it looks like they are uh, just switching over some of their so- They have to get new software. They're uh, adjusting uh, public outreach, partner adjustments, NWS policy, software, software development. Now the change won't occur before 2025. Okay. So they're getting ready to rid of advisories and special weather statements to use plain language headlines. Do they give any examples? No. Okay. They do not. But until then, we've got another year now, then, so... Oh, what is a plain language headline? You may be wondering. Yes, I'm wondering. What is a what plain language? What the plain language headlines would look like. So there you go. The current is winter weather advisory in effect from 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. The next one, or in 2025, is going to be snow, colon, Hazardous travel from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. No winter weather advisory. It's either going to say snow, it's going to say sleet, or whatever, but it's going to say hazardous travel. So. You don't like that? Right now, I'm not a fan. Well, it tells you what, what type of hazard to expect. Right. It's basically kind of like a travel advisory, if you ask me. It's just hazardous travel from 4 a.m. Instead of a winter weather advisory from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m., it's going to say but I kind of see what you... snow, hazardous travel. Okay. See, it says, you remember how it says what, where, when, yeah. impacts. At top, it says snow, hazardous travel. What? Total snow accumulation of one inch. Where? Cherokee County, you know. So okay, okay. I would need to dig into it more, but to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, because is what you said earlier, a winter weather advisory could mean anything. It can mean Correct. sleet. It can mean freezing rain. It can mean snow. Well, if you take all that away and go plain, then if it's going to be a freezing rain event, then the top headline would be freezing rain. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm buying into it now. Uh, hazardous. Okay. So we'll they're, see. They're in the middle of switching over. They're planning for outreach. They're training in 2024 for this thing and development and implementation in 2025. Okay. Okay. No no specific date yet, but... Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... Okay. I, I may buy into that. I'm going to... I'm going to... Th- I, I got to think about it. If it's plainer... Not sure how they'll do the special, because we do special weather statements sometimes, especially if it happens for Branson, if a storm's coming through, it's not quite severe criteria. Yeah, 50 mile an hour, nickel size, hail type of thing. I don't know how they'll word that one, though. Uh, Strong thunderstorm, I guess. Probably. Special weather statement. Strong thunderstorm. Plain language. That's true, because with all their software, they're going to have to change all the the polygon things, all the boxes, because, you know, they'd have the special weather statement box and they'd have the winter weather. What? Yeah. I wonder how that's going to work. Okay. I'm just curious about that. I'm glad right. you looked that up. I, I'm more curious about the super El Nino. <laughs> Cause it's like, Hmm, 
I, I don't know well, about that. Speaking of that. Yeah. Uh-oh. We have an issue with, with blue, the blueberry crop this year. What? Yeah. Blueberry prices are going to skyrocket. Why is that? Yeah, why? El Nino. Oh, that darn El Nino. And you know where the blueberries are coming from? My guess is California. Oregon, California. Over On there. that West Coast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get ready to shell more cash for blueberries as the world's top producer. Oh, this is Peru. Oh. Interesting. Peru produced only a fraction of the crop. And analysts say their record heat that that uh, shriveled the berries, they shriveled berries, <laughs> can be blamed on El Nino. Uh, oh, 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 what? And with a possible super El Nino predicted, oh, uh-huh. there isn't much relief for the popular fruit. Interesting. And is it, it's a what? It's a, a blueberry. Blueberry. Okay. Wouldn't that be a a, a, a blazon? <laughs> you know, because a grape shriveled yeah. would be a raisin, so a blueberry would be a blazon because. Could because be. a cranberry is a crazen. Are they? Would that be any good? I'm not a fan of raisins or anything dried. I can't stand. Ooh, I them love raisins. But that's it. I'm I'm not a berry person, except raisins. Well, this happened. A lot of the heat came during the blueberry flowering season, so it really affected the crop. Oh. And ones that did uh, bloom into a, a, a blossom into a blueberry. Uh, just kind of shriveled up, so that's an issue. I'm not a big blueberry person anyway. No, but uh, that just goes to show how things are going to be start started to be affected by El Nino. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, if if we get to the super El Nino, now the super El Nino yeah. is highlighted like it's a link. Let's see what it says, shall we? Yeah, I'm really. What we, is a super El Nino? Wow, you're learning a lot on the podcast this yes. time. <laughs> When sea surface temperatures anomalies in critical parts of the Pacific Ocean have warmed to at least two degrees uh, Celsius or centigrade mm-hmm. or more above normal, a super El Nino event is considered to be underway. Super El Ninos are considered to be rare as the world has only recorded three since ni- the 1950s. Interesting. Yeah, I'm really going to have to research that. Despite their common appearance, El Nino events are not similar. And Noah says the weather patterns can lead to varying impacts. Yeah, classic El Nino events are known to produce stormy weather across the southern tier of the United States, while the northern part of the country sees less roller coaster like conditions, it says. Mm-hmm. But major events in 1982, 1983, and 1997 and 90, 1998 produced 150% of average precipitation for California. However, the record-breaking El Nino of 2015 and 2016, I remember Taney Como flooded that year. Oh, wow. It's flooded a couple times, I think. It, one time was really bad. Was that 20? It recorded less rainfall for California. But it was a record-breaking she El Nino did. year. Tiny Como flooded like crazy in twenty and then December of twenty fifteen. Oh, they that's had to right. move a bunch of people out. 
And they closed part of the landing because the yes. water kept getting in. Oh. I wonder if that was an onion. I knew that was an onion. Yeah, year. actually, and I, that's I knew that. Like, yeah. that was, it's almost like the last one we had, right? I mean, because we had La Nina. La Nina. Oh, we've been La Nina. Well, we've been La Nina for, we had that three-year block that we were in it. And then we had, I'm not sure what happened before that, but three years ago would be 2020. Gosh, three years ago would be 2020. Oh. Hmm. So as typical El Ninos go, uh, a typical El Nino is considered only 0.5 to 1 degree above normal. Mm-hmm. This is Celsius, so we're talking right. like, like 3 to 4. So that's correct. If you look Fahrenheit, that's kind of something. But it's kind of grown into more of a 1 to 2 degree Celsius because the Earth's oh. changing. They're considering normal now. Anything above two would make it a super, a strong super El Nino. So it'd be like seven degrees above. Wow. And that's where we're headed, it looks like. Dozens of computer models are running different variations, so there's still some mixed signals. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's something to watch. It's definitely something to watch. And that kind of segues right into my next... Um, in other news, this is also from CNN. I've seen this other places, too. The title is, Humanity Just Lived Through the Hottest 12 Months in at least, are you ready, 125,000 years. Hmm. My question is, ah, that's a long time. I wasn't there. <laughs> How do they know? That, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, soaring temperatures, fierce wildfires, powerful storms, devastating floods. Uh, the new data is now revealing just how exceptional uh, the heat is you know, going up. This is the period from November 2022 to the end of October 2023 was the hottest 12 months with an average temperature of 1.32 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. El Nino, here's another El Nino. Let's see if it says super, is, is just beginning to boost temperatures. I heard that too. When you have an El Nino, the average temperature, global temperature rises. And a La Nina, the average global temperature, or I lowers. see that why that would be. Yeah, it's well, it's sea surface. So I mean, how that would affect the av- the global average, but but I mean, it's rising. But when you have El Nino, it rises faster. Hmm. So we're already. On the way up, and I guess now if we have a super El Nino, then... I'm beginning to wonder if El Nino is not going to uh, continue kind of like all these La Nina years in the... Oh, and it will stay? In the the recent, you know, (sighs) past, we had La Nina, I don't know, just the way everything's heating up. I I know. I... I (laughs) I, I'm I'm ready to see those uh, new 30-year averages. And I'm not sure when they do it. Did they just do it? Is it? It wasn't too long ago. Is it 1990 to 2020? It says on there. I can't remember what I was looking at. But every well, 10 years, they the will ten, do a 30 year average. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, who knows? What's Averages going are like. totally different than they were 50 years ago. Oh gosh, yes. Oh yeah. And people don't realize how different and how that affects people. Yeah, I mean, it is slow, <laughs> and I know a lot of people don't. You know, they're not paying attention to it, but we're going to, we're getting faster and faster going in the wrong direction. Ugh, I, ugh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, oh, there, I have a couple of other things, kind so, of not weather related, but they're close. They're 
uh, geological. Mount uh, Vesuvius, remember that that volcano in yep. Italy, uh, which destroyed Pompeii in 79 AD? Well, there's another one. <laughs> it's not that one. There's another one right next to it that is getting ready to explode. Well, let me see what the name of it is. Oh, I had it right here. Um, it's called... Okay, it's it's Italian, so I don't know. Campi Flegrei, C A M P I F L E G R E I, or the Flegrian Fields. Um, it's I don't know. It's Italian, but it's it's a volcano. They're saying is getting ready. Uh, it stretches 125 miles. Uh, the, this assuming plain, which stretches 125 miles under the Bay of Naples and the islands of Capri and. Ischia, I guess, uh, to the outskirts of Naples is a giant caldera. Ooh. Or depression left by a supervolcano. Yeah, you need to read about that. That's uh, That could be waking up and it could be something. And the only other thing uh, I had, which I thought was really interesting, Iceland's Blue Lagoon closed as a thousand earthquakes hit in 24 hours. <laughs> That's crazy. I've been reading about that. I mean, whoa. Uh, it says uh, that the Blue Lagoon is something that you, people go and see. Uh, it draws people to Iceland, and apparently it's, like, gorgeous. I haven't been up there. Anyway. But they said, according to the Icelandic Met Office, around 1,400 earthquakes were measured in a 24-hour period leading up to around midday on Thursday, November 9th. So this is just last week. With another 800 in the first 14 hours of Friday. So, <laughs> wow. So 1,400 and then 800. That's 2,200 earthquakes in two days. Uh, it says seven of the of Thursday's earthquakes were a magnitude of at least four. Well, that, that's some rumbling there. You know what's causing that, right? Fracking? No. Oh, I know. Fracking's in Oklahoma. What? Uh, they got some huge, huge cracks. They got some drone footage of some cracks. Oh. But it's not... It's what's causing the earthquakes. It's it's kind of scary. It's actually a volcano, and they're expecting it to erupt at any day now, any day in Iceland. So uh, this is kind of a precursor to what's to come. So these volcanoes are starting to wake up now. Yeah, they oh, are. Oh, boy. One in Italy, a major one, possibly, and then now Iceland. Oh, gosh. There's a nine-mile-long magma tunnel just below the Earth's surface. Oh, my God. So that's interesting. <laughs> uh, the, tost, the coastal town of Gr- Grindavik. Yeah. They were evacuated due to threat of a potential volcanic eruption. So uh, very interesting. Something to watch up there for sure. Wow. You did a pretty good pronunciation. The only one I can do is Utkiadvik. Yeah. They're in yeah. the dark. Oh, that's right. They are. <laughs> Oh, and speaking of the Northern Lights, people are kept... I forgot to put that on there. We just, let's talk about the Northern Lights. Yeah. Uh, did you see one of the comments I thought was really cool? Because people kept asking me about, you know, the, the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. We have a, a G3 magnetic storm, which is like illuminating all this stuff up there. And it's like, can we see it? I'm like, not... It, no. <laughs> I mean, it'd have to have ideal conditions and be right. no polite, polite pollution, <laughs> light pollution, and no uh, clouds. And it would be right on the, the northern horizon. You'd have to look at it, and you yeah. can't do it. But one of the comments was from our buddy Stuart 
Oh, well, in he, North Pulaski. I think his view's a little better. <laughs> he's, he's, he just steps outside. There they are. It's like, dude, get some pictures, man. You know, we, we can post it. Uh, I, I should have commented back on there, but yeah, he, uh, uh, yeah, North Pole, it's near Fairbanks, North Pole, Alaska. Um, I think he jokes sometimes, which is really cool. He's like, you know, it's really cold up here in North Pole, and people don't realize it's that's an actual town in Alaska next mm-hmm. to Fairbanks. They're like, ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Anyway, whew, that's all I got. I had a ton for in other news. You got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I I love your your uh, additions there and the super El Nino. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's maybe that's the title of the next one. I don't know. Could be. Uh, all right, well, let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. Yeah, it's time for the weather word of the week, so we're going to give it to Corey. So, Corey, what is this week's Storm Door Weather Weather Word of the Week? Firebrand. Ooh. So, what is firebrand? Any source of heat, natural or man-made, capable of igniting wildland fuels, flaming or growing fuel particles that can be carried naturally by wind, convection currents, or gravity into unburned fuels. So the firebrand is like if you're <clears throat> if you're cooking, if you have a bonfire and those embers go up and go and light mm-hmm. something up, that's a firebrand. Doesn't make complete sense, but, you know, that's what the National Weather Service is. Fire brand. There you go. I don't know. I have fire stone tires. Oh, do you? I just got new tires. Did you? Yeah. Good. Uh, I'm not slipping. I didn't know yeah. your trades were supposed to be that deep. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I mean, they said I had three millimeters. I'm like, okay, is that bad? And then everybody I'd tell that to, like, oh, my gosh, you need tires. <laughs> I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> So when I got I got the new ones on there, I'm like, well, oh wow, the treads are really deep. <laughs> I'm I know how to put gas in my car. There you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I, you know, speaking of the fire brand and fuels and stuff like that, it until we get some rain, the atmosphere is really dry right now. Yeah. And uh, I got the no burning uh, forecast pick up on on Stormdar. Um, they're they're talking about the the fuels. Is it relative humidity is like 10 to 15%. It's really low. And we have all these leaves, all these dead leaves laying around and dead sticks and stuff in the vegetation. So if fire gets out of hand, man, it is going to spread like <clears throat> wildfire. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to make a joke. Anyway. All right. Well, you don't have anything else? No, just okay. reading up on El Nino, maybe for next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely have to look at that. So, okay, well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up then. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have us show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail Also, check out our website got stuff on it at stormdarweather.com well that does it for this time so join us next week for the next edition of the stormdar weather podcast